Hello and welcome to the Carcino Show. I am your host, Nathan Carcino, here for another episode. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, and we are one week past from the Golden State Warriors defeating the Boston Celtics in Game 6 of the 2022 NBA Finals. Stephen Curry finally coming away with his first ever Finals MVP. Many notable headliners from this series that we're going to get into. Uh, also around the NBA, the NBA draft is tonight uh, at 7 p.m. And also starting tonight is NBA free agency. So always a lot of headliners to come from those two events. We will have a follow-up episode coming up soon regarding some of the big names and picks in this year's draft as well as uh, more and more drama as free agency continues to unfold. We've already heard a bunch from Kyrie Irving's situation with the Brooklyn Nets and then uh, already the Blazers have made a trade with the Pistons acquiring Jeremy Grant. So interesting things already coming from free agency season. Uh, It's really a season in itself in the NBA offseason. So we will keep track of that. But with with regards to this final series that just finished up, the Warriors have pretty much cemented themselves as a legit all-time dynasty with this core four of Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and of course head coach Steve Kerr. I think this finals, um, this championship rather, was a pretty special one for the Warriors just in the manner in which and where they won this series. In Boston, you know, of all places, Boston is accustomed to dynasties in their franchise's history, uh, dating back to the 60s, 70s, 80s. Some of the best teams in NBA history and some of the best players have come from that organization. They got 17 banners hanging above the parquet, most in uh, NBA history and and championships. And then they also have the most Hall of Famers uh, from any sports franchise in that sports Hall of Fame. So Boston is uh, known for having superstars and dynasties come through the organization. And for them to reach the finals with the young, inexperienced team that they have was pretty special in their own right. But Golden State reminded the entire league that They are still here, still ruling the NBA, Uh, and as long as they have Steph Curry playing the way that he has, even at his age, they can be contenders. So shout out to uh, the Warriors for really just cementing themselves and that that trio as being one of the best trios or best dynasties of all time, and you have to raise the question of where may they rank when you talk about this generation's and the past generation's uh, dynasties. Of course, you think of those old Celtics teams, uh, the 80s Lakers teams that had Magic and Kareem that you know went up against Larry Bird and that rivalry. Of course, you had the 90s Bulls with MJ and Scotty, and then even in our generation, when you look at big threes, there's the Spurs with Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, and then even the Heatles for a little bit uh, with LeBron, D. Wade, and Bosh. Uh, I think the Warriors with Draymond, Clay, and Steph are in that conversation, and they've proven it with winning the four of the last eight NBA titles. This one, I believe, may have been the toughest. Um, and just the way that they did win it. So, I mean, obviously they didn't have the number one record in even the West, let alone the NBA, like they have before. And the fact that they were able to really, really hone in defensively this entire series was the turning point for uh, the Warriors and what, what pushed them to a victory. 
especially even if you just look at Game 6. Uh, it's obviously in TD Garden. The uh, series is on the line for the Celtics. And Boston came out hot on the 14-2 run to start the game. The crowd's buzzing. You know, they're doing the thing that they've been doing all season, really getting in the head of the Warriors. And you could tell that that's been a, that was affecting them uh, just by the way they were addressing it in, like, press conferences and things like that. But just a couple threes from the Warriors by Draymond. And then in the second quarter when Poole knocked down that desperation uh, bank shot at the buzzer to go into halftime that immediately switched the momentum over to the Warriors and then it was smooth sailing from then on out in the second half and that got them the chip but credit to the Warriors for uh the way they closed out the series was was the defense Boston came in to the playoffs one of the hottest teams in all of the league uh, that they, they started the season you know below 500 for a while and then ever ever since uh Jalen Brown tweeted out that you know something was about to change it did for the Celtics then they went on a huge run ended up being the two seed in the east of course defeated the number one seed in the eastern conference finals and for a while at the end of the regular season they had the number one defensive and offensive rating in the NBA so they were playing their best basketball at the best time but it just wasn't enough against Golden State's defense Uh, Golden State had a bunch of bench guys step up big time in the finals and even the guys who have proven themselves like Steph and Draymond they were able to uh, really hone in on that side of the ball and it just was too much for the young young uh, inexperienced Celtics they went into that finals with zero finals games uh, under their belt for any of the players and even with Al Horford who's a veteran presence he'd never made the finals he's 38 years old and but I mean that is a young core with Smart Brown and Tatum uh, no doubt that they'll be back as Draymond said at the end of the series but We'll get into them later and just how they just aren't ready. The, th- the time wasn't there yet, and for the Warriors, they've been in this exact situation before. They're proven. They have that DNA, and uh, they proved that they're still a contender regardless of what uh, adversity they might have faced. You know, They were a three-seed in the playoffs, but knocked off a two-seed Memphis that a lot of people had Memphis moving on in that series. You can, you know, blame the John Morant injury however however you see fit. But nonetheless, the Warriors deserved this title. They played lights out both sides of the ball. And it's a real credit to Steve Kerr for getting those bench guys developed uh, well enough to uh, contribute big minutes in the finals. And then the ability to rehab Clay Thompson was huge for him to be at least getting on the court and moving around playing close as he could to his peak abilities uh, in those finals was huge and then they had the guys step up like Jordan Poole Wiggins was huge even Looney a little bit so of course you had Steph you know he's gonna do his thing and he is not slowing down anytime soon when you just think of his legacy um, even from just this past season had one of the best seasons he's ever had uh, didn't come away with league MVP but he did have the Kobe Bryant all-star game MVP uh, the brand new Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP and then of course now in the NBA Finals getting his Finals MVP first one of his career uh, to go along with the fourth ring now uh, when you talk about just Steph's legacy, obviously we know he is the number one best shooter of all time. And of course, this season as well, he broke the all-time three-pointers made 
record. I mean, that's another accolade that he added this year. When you talk about just his legacy, it's hard not to, like I mentioned with the dynasty, just consider where he might be ranked. Obviously, it's all up to opinion, and it's so hard to rank individual players based off of, you know, skill set and different eras and different uh, ways basketball was played when all these guys were in the league. And a lot of that is due to Steph Curry. We can talk about how the game has completely changed ever since he's been in the league how much of a weight that three-point shooting has in a team's offense now especially shooting with range Steph revolutionized that for the sport of basketball the ability to shoot off the dribble as well and the ability for him to just move uh, constantly without the ball to get an open shot it's just remarkable and the game is different because of him uh, and his legacy will be felt for probably s- decades and decades to come just the way that he has changed the game and how offenses are playing now um, just a huge a huge impact and then of course he's got the trophies to back that up as well the two-time MVP one of them being the only unanimous vote for MVP He's got the all-time record. He's now got four championships, which stacks up with some of the all-time greats like LeBron and guys like that. Kobe, you know, he's up He's up there with uh, titles, or he's getting close. And the fact that, you know, some of those guys are on the tail end of their careers, you know, at the top of those rankings, if not retired, of course. Um, Steph's not done, and he's not anywhere close to done, in my opinion, especially if he keeps this core uh, – of the Warriors intact with him. Ever since they've had Steve Kerr, they have immediately started this dynasty. And the way Curry plays, I know it's it's hard to be moving nonstop and running 10 miles a game at a later age or a later stage in his career, but um, at least this season, he's, he's showed that uh, he's not slowing down anytime soon, and he'll be able to shoot the ball until he's 70 years old. So you don't have to worry about that. He will be by far away all the records for three-point shooting by the time he retires. So that's not slowing down anytime soon. And So who knows where you can rank Steph. If you want to just narrow it down to point guards, uh, personally, I have him number two all-time, and that is already just a huge leap from where, you know, obviously where he started and just in recent years getting to that level I have him too behind Magic Um, but if you talk about Magic just the way he was able to distribute as a point guard is, is a huge weight for me how you play that position but still no slack on Steph being number two uh best point guard of all time I would consider having him in like an all NBA team you know if you wanted to do like well, I mean, you could do decades teams or things like that, but if you come up with an if you came up with an all NBA team and picked a starting five, Stephen Curry has a legit shot at being your point guard just because of the way he shoots the ball. And if you wanted that in a lineup, it's just it's remarkable, and no one's no one's nearly any close to what he is. Uh, if you think about shooting off the dribble, anything you want, so. Personally, I have Steph as the second best point guard. Uh, you know, Iverson's up there in, in conversation. Stockton's up there. Kuzi, guys like that. And then if you look at all time, I don't think he sneaks in the top ten yet. But by the time he hangs him up, it he'll be in the top ten. Um, you know, it's a little harder to surpass Duncan and Wilt and guys like that who are around those rankings most often. So we'll see. 
how that goes, I guess, at the end of his career. But legacy-wise, like if you look at um, guys who have just changed the game of basketball, changed the way it's played, he's Steph's on the Mount Rushmore for that. I think him and Iverson are the two best arguments for the Mount Rushmore of basketball impact. And Iverson's is kind of more of a cultural thing, cultural thing as well with the tattoos, the braids, the swagger, you know, um, all of that was all Iverson back in the day. And you see a lot of impact in today's game from that. But then also for him, the way he just opened the box of dribbling and ball handling um, and just the flashiness that he brought to the game was huge for just a cultural impact. Uh, and Steph is the same way. You, I mean, he's the most duplicated athlete you can see in children nowadays. I mean, everybody's trying to imitate Steph shooting from half court and, you know, turning around when the shot goes up. All Whatever you want to look at, Steph has touched the lives of millions and millions and millions who play basketball so it is crazy what his legacy is already end up like and he'll be in the hall of fame for sure but another guy who's going to be in the hall of fame is steve kerr and uh, he gets a lot of credit for the dynasty that these warriors have created um, especially a big credit for this season and how he was able to turn around their defense and this is probably the best defensive Warriors team that we've seen in the last or in the last eight years. The four championships, um, you know, that he had big contributions from the role guys like Otto Porter, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, uh, guys like that stepped up on both ends, and it's all Steve Kerr who was able to develop those guys as well. Jordan Poole uh, came into his own this year with clay thompson being out of course he got all the minutes he could thompson's replacement and he definitely shined and that is a credit to how he was developed under coach kerr and then just getting the confidence of andrew wiggins back he was you know he had a or he had a argument to be finals mvp at one point in this series he was a guy who came from you know came from minnesota was the number one pick had all the hype and then a few seasons few seasons into his career just was looked at as a afterthought really was just going to be a role player uh, a minor contributor on any team and then the Warriors took him in really got his confidence up uh, got him developed a little bit and then he's been able to shine on both ends of the floor for the Warriors and that just caused havoc for the Celtics we mentioned Tatum and Brown they're just young uh, hadn't really been in this situation before they've made the conference finals before but this is their first ever finals berth uh, even Marcus Smart, I mean, everybody on that team had never made a finals. And it's, this is also Ime Udoka's first ever head coaching job. And so he, from the start, he's exceeded expectations the way he's been able to uh, bring them back from the dead halfway through the year. That's been, uh, a remar- it was a remarkable run. And the, the team is not done. This is a very, very young core, but they, they play together well. They have a good good fit I believe Uh, Marcus Smart is you know the backbone of that organization is the longest tenured Celtic on the team and what he brings on both sides obviously defensive player of the year and the way he's able to just kind of run that offense he's going to be a big stone to keep in that organization and possibly build uh, their own 
big three that they you know, they have Brown and Tatum who've proven themselves in regular seasons as being elite scorers. Tatum already, in my opinion, is a bona fide superstar. So it's just they're they're young and they're 25, 26 years old. First ever uh, appearance in the finals. Um, moment might have just gotten too big for him, and they're going against a very, very tough opponent who has the most experience in this set, in this stage than anyone did in the entire playoff pool. So it's just a, it was just a tough uh, environment to be in, and I know Boston. It helps being in Boston for a couple of those games. Boston fans are no joke when it comes to the finals, but just a little too much. They did show flashes of greatness at the end of that regular season with the offense and defensive ratings being at the top of the league to head into the playoffs, but they're just not there yet, and they will be soon with more more of that experience under their belt, but we'll just have to see how it goes, and the Warriors, I, we'll see how it goes with them as well, just how long they can keep this stretch going. The Warriors are definitely here uh, to compete and they're still a legit title contender and they've proven it this year claiming the NBA title in 2022 so this is their fourth title in the last eight years and of course Steph final get, finally getting that finals MVP but I thought it was a great series it was very exciting to watch and I, I mean I was rooting for the Celtics but at one point you just come to the realization that it was just too much for the Celtics. And so as we head into the offseason now, there were talks of the Warriors coaching staff being broken up, possibly. Kenny Atkinson, the head assistant, was interviewed by Charlotte and initially took the job as their new head coach, but has since decided to continue being the assistant for the Warriors under Steve Kerr. But they will be losing Mike Brown as he is going to be the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. So a little change there in the coaching staff for the Warriors, but nonetheless, I believe they will still be at the top of the league uh, contending for another title, and then I believe the Celtics will be there too. They are young, but they now have this experience, and uh, Udoka will be at at the helm for the foreseeable future so he'll just keep getting more and more comfortable uh, in this league and then we will see what happens from there but it was a very fun series and now the tables turn to the NBA draft and NBA free agency like I mentioned uh, Kyrie Irving's situation is to be determined I know the Celtics know all about that and how that unfolded but it looks like the same thing is kind of happening in Brooklyn now that team is just kind of crumbling to pieces right before our eyes. Uh, Kyrie, you know, testing the waters of places elsewhere. And now Kevin Durant's even considering his future. Uh, they already have Ben Simmons's situation in there, not playing basketball for however many years it's been. But uh, that's just kind of tough for, to see for the Nets. Uh, Celtics had no problem getting past them earlier in this playoffs with a sweep. But... Uh, that's just one of the main, many, many headlines that comes from free agency. Uh, so much drama in the league nowadays with guys expecting X amount of dollars every offseason or every time their contract is up. So in terms of the draft, I don't think this is really the most deep of a draft that we've seen in recent years besides the top five or you know legit uh players that can make an impact immediately I haven't seen too much about anybody else um, but as it looks right now 
from what I've heard, Jabari Smith will be number one to Orlando. Uh, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. I think he's probably going to be a project of a pick. He'll he's he'll he's slated right now to be selected number two overall. That'll be to OKC, and then uh, it looks like Paulo Bancaro will. Uh, be selected third out of Duke. That's to the Rockets. Uh, but those type of those type of teams need all they can get, to be honest. And uh, personally, I think Jabari Smith and Bancaro are the two most league ready. You can throw Jaden Ivey in there as well from Purdue. But um, I've you know there's all the hype in the world around Holmgren, even uh, out of high school going into Gonzaga. But I think his frame is just going to be too difficult in the league. If you just like imagine. You know, Joel Embiid bodying him under the basket and probably breaking his ribs, or even Jokic or Giannis. You know, the guys that he stacks up with in height is going to be very difficult to muscle around in the league, and uh, he'll definitely have his work cut out for him. Maybe the OKC will be able to feed him right, get him on that Zion Williamson plan because he'll definitely need it. So we'll see how that ends up, but should be an exciting off season with free agency as well as the NBA draft. So thank you guys for listening about this little NBA Finals recap. Uh, this has been Nathan Carcino, and I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Carcino Show.